What's up, babes? It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Cobro is a Crush. to another episode of Coro is a Crush. I'm Nick Austin, the CEO and founder of Coro, a home-based beauty wellness and design shop providing premium high-quality press-on nails, beauty accessories, and home decor that we know you'll fall in love with, all while providing a community for self-care lovers, beauty mavens, and small business owners to live life on their terms through fashion, beauty, and faith. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Babes, it's been too long entirely too long since i've been on the airwaves you know when satan tries to stop you from everything you have worked so hard for and he thinks they're stopping you in your tracks by taking people out of your arena is going to stop you from becoming what god has in store for you satan must think i'm stupid that's what that is he thinks i'm stupid but what we're going to call it we're going to call it a spiritual walk and that's what i've been doing finding out my spiritual gifts understanding them and utilizing them professionally and personally Oof, child, that was a mouthful. But also another reason why you haven't heard me. Okay, so I got sick and couldn't get my voice to come back from my podcast. Part of that spiritual walk was for me to be silent and listen to what God wanted me to do. But that's okay because I'm back, all right? So today is the last day of May and tomorrow starts a whole new month, which is the month of June. And there's so much to celebrate in June that pertains to us black folk, okay? We got African-American Music Appreciation Month and we got Juneteenth. So today we're going to talk about how black music grew into a global thing. That's our topic for today. How black music grew into a global thing. Now, let me educate y'all a little bit. June is African-American Music Appreciation Month or as we have always known, it has been called Black Music Month. Created by President Jimmy Carter in 1979, this month celebrates the African-American musical influences that comprise an essential part of our nation's treasured cultural heritage. First coming into existence in 1979 as Black Music Month, this month was meant to honor and celebrate Black artists' contributions to music on U.S. soil. President Jimmy Carter wanted people to recognize how much of an impact Black music has had, not only at home, but also abroad, as people all over were adopting elements from it to express themselves. Moreover, the 70s was fast becoming the decade in which black music was gaining traction and signing music labels with many business heads recognizing its commercial value. Although President Carter has assigned June as Black Music Month, he had not signed a special presidential proclamation that would have made it official. Diana Williams, a renowned journalist and community activist, attempted to submit a petition to hold a Black Music Month event at the White House in 1998 during President Bill Clinton's turn. But she was soon informed that an event wouldn't be possible due to the absence of a presidential proclamation. Yet, all was not lost. Williams lobbied for legislation with the help of Congressman Shaka Fata and 
thanks to their joint effort two years later in 2000 june was in june 2000 it was the, officially declared as black music month and then in 2009 president barack obama renamed black music month to african-american music appreciation month african-american music is not just music but an integral part of american history throughout the last century genres such as rap and jazz have redefined Americans' cultural landscape. When people were struggling as a nation, the music brought an entire generation together. So how do we celebrate African-American Music Appreciation Month? I got three ways for you to do so. Number one, read up on African-American music history, or you can watch a documentary on Netflix like everybody else be doing. Number two, you can donate to a music school. Or number three, my personal fave, Stream your favorite African-American artist. Now, my guest for today is an African-American artist who has her own music on Spotify. And I'm going to tell you, her music is awesome. My husband introduced me to her music. And I can tell you, she definitely has a gift and a talent for music. She's also a business owner who makes clay jewelry, pots, and the latter. I want you to please welcome my guest host, Miss Shakoya Wilson. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. What's up, y'all? I'm doing great. Feeling blessed. Feeling beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. So I want you to tell people who you are, where you come from, you know, your location, and what it is that you do. Okay. Well, my name is Shakoya Wilson. Um, I am from, I was born in Jersey, but I was definitely raised in Hampton, Virginia. Um, and I am a singer, songwriter, producer, engineer, and I also just started, well, I'm starting to develop my business of play jewelry and ashtrays as well. Awesome, awesome. Now, what part of Jersey are you from? So my family stays in like South Orange and Newark. Okay, so I got so family. Upper Jersey. Okay. I felt like it's like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have, I got family <laughs> in New York. Yeah, yeah. I think it is so awesome to meet Let's other find people. Let's cousins now, like, hold on. I know, <laughs> I know. It's so awesome to meet um, people, especially when they say they're from, like, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Because with me having family in Newark, I was just up there for my cousin's birthday, and then she passed away during covid it's it's um it's amazing to just meet that family because my mom's family originates from Farmville, Virginia, which is originally where I'm from. But my grandfather, half of his family members went to New Jersey and they live in Newark. So when I hear people say they from Jersey, I got to ask, what part of Jersey? And when they say Newark, right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. I, I can look right at <laughs> I had a feeling you were from Jersey too. I, I could just, I was like, you either from Jersey or New York. I could just tell. Let me, let me, let me tell you now. Let me tell you. Okay, <laughs> so I am originally from Farmville, Virginia, which is um, uh, west of Richmond, Virginia. It's a little town, but my father was born and raised in Harlem, New York. My mother was raised in Mahern, Virginia, which is a smaller town than Farmville. But during the uh, during the 60s, when the schools closed here in Virginia, my mother went to Jersey 
and she was um, raised in Jersey for five years during the closing of the schools. So when she came back, she came back with an accent, and that's how they created little old me. So when I met my <laughs> husband <laughs> back in 2012, he said, ain't nowhere in the world you from Farmer, Virginia, because y'all don't, you don't sound like you from Farmer. Right. You sound like you from New York. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not from there. I am from Farmville. But if you piss me off, that's when that side of me comes out. <laughs> that's what I used to say too. As soon as I get mad, that's when you hear the accent. But, but besides then, you won't. You think I'm from Hampton? I'm just like, uh, but it comes out with that anger, though. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's how I feel. And I didn't realize that until um, I was dating someone prior to my husband, and they was like, "Did you notice that when you get angry?" Your father's um, side of you comes out, and I said, no, I never noticed it. And now that I'm thinking about it and realizing it, I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. My bad. So I, I try to keep that side hidden, but I can't help it when I meet new people. And then, you know, when you see somebody and y'all think y'all know everything, and then y'all get hype and everything, like how we do here. Yeah. Everybody be hollering and screaming all across the place. And the first thing they be like, you got to be from New York. No, no, ma'am, no, right. sir. I oh, am from a little old town called Farmville, Virginia. And if you was to meet my family, you would think all of us <laughs> from Jersey or New York, because we do not sound like we're from the country at all. All right. Not at all. Mm -hmm. But all right. So let's get down into these questions. And the first question I have for you is this. What is something that would surprise people to know about you that nobody else knows? Hmm, something that would surprise people. Okay. Well, two things. If you've never seen me in person, you wouldn't know, but I'm six foot. I'm very tall, very tall. Um, so that's one thing, if you haven't met me in person. But something that would surprise you is... Hmm, what would be surprising? Um, I really do like to cook. Like, I love, like, experimenting in the kitchen. And I also love watching people eat good food because they just be looking so happy. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> so, yes, food. I love to cook and I love to see people eat good food. It just makes me happy. There is. <laughs> One day I'm going to have to try your cooking. Okay, I'll be making ragoons now. I'll make the special sauce with it. It's so good. Yeah, send it to my husband so me and him can have it for dinner one night and I ain't got to cook. Okay, good. I got you. <laughs> All righty. So that is that is that is cool. Now I will say one thing. My when my husband um talked about you, he came home, he said, Babe, I met this young girl and I think she'd be good for your podcast. I said, Really? He said, Yeah, she's a singer and everything. And we was talking about the arts, and I was telling her that I'm an artist and she's an artist because she does music and everything. And he said, she is really tall. He said, she's standing <laughs> over me. And I said, what are you talking yeah. about? He said, she looked like she's about 6'1", 6'2". I said, I'm tall. Six foot. And I said, oh, she must have played basketball. Because, you know, that's like the first thing that we associate ourselves see, I with. I didn't play basketball. I played volleyball. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because volleyball, you have to be... You have to be tall for about yeah, that. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Well that that actually works itself out then. That's the reason why you're so tall, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I think women I think tall women are cool anyway. And I, I don't right. care what you are. I just think women women are dope. We are dope individuals. And we I just like to share with the world. So yeah. I agree with that. 
Okay. All righty. So um, <clears throat> my second question for you is this. Who is your favorite musician and how have they inspired you to become a musician? Oh my gosh. I have, I don't know if I have a favorite. I love so many artists, but I would say growing up, my parents used to always play, they used to always play Anthony Hamilton, John Legend, Sade, Lauren Hill, um, Coldplay, Seal. So all those artists kind of helped me one, figure out what type of music I love, which is like soul, soul and introspection, like talking about something. And um, yeah, so they have really shaped me, especially John Legend. I love how he's such a storyteller. He always has real slow music. Lauren Hill, I respect her, her in general. I respect her mind, her intellect, how she, they love, they love black music, but they don't love us. But it's like, y'all gonna listen to what I gotta say in this music, so I might as well be strategic about it. And that's why I love Lauren Hill. But lately, one of my favorite artists has been becoming Summer Walker. And I, oh my God, I love Summer Walker so much. I love how she's so vulnerable in her music. And it's so relatable. Like her new EP has been on repeat since it dropped. And I aspire to work with her one day. Hopefully in the future, we'll come back to this episode and I'll be working with her and we'll, you know, like, but I aspire to work with her one day. I feel like our styles will really mesh. And I just love how how raw she is. So anybody who is raw and got that full, they got my heart. They truly do. I understand that. <laughs> now, I have a lot of music, I have a lot of favorite musicians. One thing that people know about me, my all time favorite, Ain't nobody but the purple one himself. Everybody okay. know I love Prince. <laughs> Everybody knows I love Prince. I have loved Prince ever since I was a little girl because yes. I am a musician myself. I am also a singer. I don't write music, but I do sing. My background is gospel. But when it comes to my music, like my mother tells people, you can't hold a candle to see his ears because I have them. I have the musicians here. I can close my eyes and tell people when they are off key, when they hitting the wrong notes, whatnot. Not only that, but I'm also a musician. I play instruments. I play nine different instruments. So oh, wow, yes. when I mean that I am very endowed into my spiritual gift, which I do know is my music, I, I'm very endowed into it. My husband has been asking me, so when, so when are we putting this album out? And I'm like, what album? I, I have people asking me this all the time, even when I go home. You got an album out yet? Now, you know, if I had an album out, you know my mother would have told everybody. <laughs> okay. I, I ain't got no album out yet. No, I have not had the opportunity to go into the studio. Have I had people ask me going to the studios? Plenty of times. I just had a girlfriend of mine to contact me uh, this week. She said, I need you to make a video of yourself and I need you to sing a song by Anita Baker because I want to get you into the studio and I keep mm. contemplating with it. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't mind going into the studio to make music because I love it. But I know that you have something higher for me than to just sing. I know that um, speaking is also one of my gifts. And I'm like, I, in a position that I'm in with my voice right now, I don't feel like singing that type of music because I have been with gospel for so long, that is my comfort zone. And I had to tell her, you know what? <clears throat> let me think about it. Let me let me sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. But yeah, Prince, mm -hmm. I, I, 
I had the opportunity to go see Prince when he was at the Essence Music Festival, but unfortunately it didn't work out in his favor. And then when he passed away on April the 21st in 2016, I passed out in the Chinese restaurant. Oh my God. I, I was livid because my, my thing was we, you know, with that opioid drug being as heavy as it is now, and especially with yeah. the day. I'm like, we could have gotten him the help that he needed, but he made such great music over the years. He was the type of person that wasn't understood either, but we learned how to love his music because he spoke also raw, unintentional, and politically correct music. And he was speaking about the future back in the 80s, and we're going through it now, and here it is, 2023. He already was telling you what was getting ready to happen, back in 1988, 89. So musicians of that caliber, you have to take heed to what they're saying because they are actually speaking the truth. Like I love Kendrick Mm -hmm. Lamar, but Mm -hmm. he was one of my favorite artists. But with Kendrick Lamar, I feel like Kendrick Lamar is picking up the torch that Tupac dropped when he got killed in 96. Mm -hmm. I feel like Kendrick Lamar is the voice of our people. Kanye Mm -hmm. West, I can say he used to be the voice of our people, but until he grieves over his mama passing, I can't support his endeavors no more. So, um, I feel like his mama passing really did something to him, and he just never had the time or gave himself the space to deal with it. Absolutely. And that's how I feel, too. I just feel like that baby is all over the place, and we just need to continue to keep praying for him, for him to get the help that he needs, but the music that has poured over the years, even dated all the way back to the Harlem Renaissance. Um, John Coltrane and all of those, uh, all of those uh, jazz musicians. When I was playing, uh, my bass instrument is a piano and a clarinet. So when I used to play that music in uh, middle school, I fell in love with that type of music. My father introduced me to jazz. One of my favorite jazz musicians besides Kenny G is uh, Foreplay. Things, you know, people like that, Sade. I love Sade and it's just, depending on, it just like music moves you to different levels in life. And music speaks, like they say, music speaks to the soul. Yes, it does. Also another point that you pointed out, if people love our culture, why can't they love us? I, I, I don't understand that and I don't know, but I do have a shirt that says that and I, I got to wear it next month, I do, I got to wear it. But, um, yeah, my favorite artist is, and always will be Prince, but I do have an array of artists that I love listening to. The music of today, I I can get with it, but I can't get with it. Summer Walker, some of her songs I do like, I do. Um, other than that, that's about it, because a part of me just likes to stay in this, between the 70s and the 80s, and the 90s genre, you know, 90s um, decades of music, so. Oh, and early 2000s. Can't forget the early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, early 2000s. I do love, like, Nina Simone, um, Anita Baker, the, the older artists. I love listening to them because they're so, it's just so raw. Like, Strange Fruit will always be one of my all-time favorite songs because it's, like, one of those songs that it's so sad and, like, devastating. But how they how they put the words together, it's just like, it, it makes it beautiful. Like, you know, even though this is such a, a terrible thing that has happened to us, like, that's why I love music and art in general, because it can take things that have been ugly and poisonous and hurtful to you, and it can turn it into something beautiful. So, 
Saints will always be one of my all-time favorites. All-time. Absolutely. Yeah, my husband said he likes that. He likes strange fruit as well. And when I listen to the words of it, I'm just like, now, I understand the meaning of the song. I know exactly what happened when you decipher through the words. And then I sit there and I have to say to myself, do I really hate white people or do I hate what it is that they did to us? And I can honestly say I hate what it is they did to us. And as a business owner, the reason why I say that is because the majority of my customer base is white. I grew up around white folks. Um, I have white people in my family. So I can't say I hate white the, com- the white community I just hate what they did to us and I wish it was I wish it was at a, in a point where we could come together and be embraced and I know that's a work in progress even as to now and our, this generation has experienced that racism it's getting worse as we get older but um, the only thing I can do is that you know like I said music soothes the soul and when things happen we go to the music we go to the music yeah all right, so my next question for you is this. What does it mean to you to have June dedicated to celebrating black music? I mean, I feel like they always try to give us like the short end of the stick. You know, like February only got 28 days. We already have Juneteenth in June. Can we hit another month for, you're like, you know, it's like I feel like they're always trying to just make everything so small for us. like. I love the fact that, um, you know, we're being recognized for our music, but honestly, our music kind of runs the world a little bit. Like black music and black art is like the base for a lot of things. So I feel like it's a little bit annoying that they put it with June for Juneteenth and everything, but you know, I'm just happy that black artists are being appreciated and recognized for, honestly, it's very magical. Like, like um, music is very, very much magical. So I'm happy that people are getting recognized for the magic that it creates. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, I feel the same way because you got February with 28 days for Black History Month. Four months later, we're celebrating June for Black Music Month and Juneteenth. But then I look at it and I say, you know what? We're the only community that got two months to celebrate. Out of all of these other communities, they only got one. We got two months to celebrate twice on not only just the music, but also the history of Black yeah. people. So I said, you know what? I'll take that as a win. I'll take it yeah. as a win. Because we ain't got nothing else, but I'll take it as a win. But yeah, it does feel like the short end of the stick. But like we always say, Black History 365, because every single day we have done something. We have cemented mm-hmm. our place in history on For some sure. day, no matter what is going on. And um, it's crazy that um, the state of Florida is catching the hell that it's catching with them dismissing our history in the public school systems and in the colleges and universities if you haven't heard about it i feel I like that. very disrespectful for us but we'll keep yeah. it's so disrespectful and i just feel like i would i just feel like what people could do is the teachers might have to take the responsibility to just teach it anyways like because they're the only ones who the people above them are telling them no but the teachers they're not checking these classrooms because from what i see when i'll be going to substitutes ain't no higher up up in there so it's like if the teachers will took the responsibility to be like you know what they're trying to erase this but we're not going to let them i feel like that's that's not what we can do about that but it, it's stuff that they because people they know people fear people above them quote unquote 
I never really, I, I'll go up and talk to a judge just because we're humans. I don't really think it's, there's nothing to fear in between that. But I know everybody is not, isn't like that. But so they know that people fear power. And so they're just, you know, trying to do power plays and it sucks. It sucks, but hopefully there are those certain teachers that really do push through and continue to teach this because black history is American history. You can't erase it as much as you would want to, so. I don't know what part they trying to erase. What are you trying to erase? What happened um, prior to the Civil War? I mean, I mean what what part of like Africa literally, what are, you, are you trying to erase? The fact that you dragged our tails from Africa to come over here? What, what part are you trying to erase? Just like I was telling exactly. my husband, Hispanic people don't even realize that they actually came from us. Asians don't realize that part of them is us. We literally have created a mogul of people that are mixed in all these races. It came from us because we are the only race that has the bloodline of kings and queens that can be taken and create a, a multitude of different colors all over the world. Like we are the Rainbow Coalition. When you look at black people, there are over 10 different colors of us versus looking at other shades of people where they only got one. So my thing is, you need to go on and accept what it is. But like I told my husband, everything that a child learns is a learned behavior. They are being taught. They are not being born racist. They are being taught how to dislike another community. That's a that's a learned behavior. That's not a born behavior. So, but we we can go all day with that one. But I I ain't doing that today. So, <laughs> all right. My next question is this: What do you think is the biggest challenge indie musicians like yourself are facing today? The biggest challenge that indie musicians are facing, I feel like, is you know. I can speak for myself is kind of the the recognition and the the platform like you know if you're signed you get the money to create the beautiful art that you want mm -hmm. so as an indie artist it's kind of hard if you don't have like if you try to survive you know you gotta you have bills to pay and all these things and be able to put that money towards art it depends on the job you have or it depends on the ways of income it can be harder so i feel like um indie artists face it's, it's harder to create. I mean, you just you have to be more resourceful, which is a good thing. Like that is a good skill to learn. But it, it just can be kind of hard if you want to um, outsource, like say a videographer or outsource someone to make the cover art. If you don't know how to do it yourself, then it can be challenging. And then just the platform, wanting people to hear what you're saying. You know, a dream of mine is the tour, and I know it's easier. You know, if you get signed, everything is it's the easier way. Right. But um, I still would love to be able to create a tour for myself too as an indie artist. But I, I would like to stay an indie artist as well. Only um, record label I would ever consider is Dreamville. That is the only one I would ever consider with J. Cole, Ari Lennon and stuff in there. Like that would be the one that I would consider joining. Um, but I would love to stay independent because I think it's important. I think it's important to like, you know, have control over your art, full control. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I, I respected about Prince. Up until he died, he made sure that he had complete control over the music that we were able to listen to. Now that he is gone, you can access his music anywhere. 
when the internet first came out, he refused to allow his music to be on the internet where people can access that music for free. No, you had to pay for Prince music. Even up until the day he passed away from here, you still had to um, uh, purchase his um, albums and everything. I feel like he set that in stone for the future artists of today, such as yourself and everybody else. But then when you turn to streaming, you really don't make any money off of streaming because my husband and I, we was watching a documentary. And one of the things that we learned about streaming is that when your music is being streamed on major platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Spotify might turn off my my um my podcast for this. I don't care. When you when you stream your music on Spotify and Apple iTunes and stuff like that, you only making two cents off the dollar. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I know. I'll be like, what? <laughs> what the heck? Because they are major player. They are the major key players when it comes to stream music. So they make sure that y'all don't get hardly any dime. Now, mind you, when the CDs was running out, when we want, if, if a lot of y'all know about TLC, when Left Eye was talking about, this is how you can be uh, um, the number one girl group in the record industry and only make, and um, and also can become bankrupt. Her, as well as Tony Braxton, they have all explained to you that they only made between seven to 10 cents off the dollar off of one CD being sold. Oh, wow. So that's why promotions, concerts, all of that has to be done. And now that we in 2023 and you're talking about streaming, yeah, you have to go on tour. You have to do those tours in order for your music to be heard and in order for you to reap what it is that you uh, put all that energy and blood, sweat and tears into your music. So just for those that don't know nothing about the music industry, I, I don't know much. But I love to read, so I'm always educating myself about what's going on, which is probably another reason why Jesus did not put me in the room to become a musician. I feel that. So, <laughs> and I respect that because I always wanted to be a singer. Always wanted to sing in front of bil- millions and millions of people. Like, I still do that now, and I'm 39. I still get that image of me being on tour and seeing all of these people loving my music and singing with me and everything. I say, you know what, Jesus, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. It will happen on its own time so yeah my next question is this uh let's see what do you think is the most important thing for aspiring black musicians to keep in mind when they're pursuing their craft that's a beautiful question me and my little um, sister lovely just talking about this i think it's really important to commit to it commit to it because it's going to be so many people who are like I think you should do this for years for your life. It's gonna be so many people trying to drag you in different directions. But if you have that inner commitment of no, this is this is the path I'm choosing for my life, and you keep that commitment with you, like make a daily commit, um, commit it to yourself daily. That, that another thing is talk to like-minded people, talk to like-minded people, and talk to people who are a little bit who are doing a little bit better than you, so you can kind of get a mentor and you know just make because make. I, I swear, if you talk to the wrong people, it can really deter your path. So for anybody who is, and that's something I've been, that's the lesson I literally just learned. So um, it's just important to commit. And when I say commit, it's not just saying, oh, I, I want this for my life. It's um, it's acting towards it every day, making sure that you're doing the things that you need to do to make sure that you get that life that you still want to, you know? Mm-hmm. And that cool people saying, go and get your life, it been making so much sense because you have to go and get it. Like it's something that you have to constantly work towards. So, as long as you have that commitment, that action, and 
a solid community. Don't even gotta be a lot of people. I got my two real good friends and my brother and my sister. It's like maybe about good six people. You don't need a whole bunch of people. Y'all continue to aspire together and you gonna, you gonna be able to, you gonna be good. Keep your mind right and pray. Pray. Ask God for signs. Ask God for confirmation that you're on the right path. But really what feels good in your in your heart and your soul, I feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing. So follow that. All right. All right. Good tips. I hope y'all, I hope y'all out there are taking notes. <laughs> Especially my musicians. <laughs> but not even just for musicians. This is also applies to business owners, um, yeah. creatives, those who provide services. All of this is good, good information. All right. What is your most memorable failure? Because we all have had one. I'm a okay. So I was living in Richmond for the past like six years. I went to school with ECU, did the interdisciplinary studies program, um, which contained, it's like create your own major basically. And I took courses in communications, African American studies, and education. And um, I was living in Richmond for the past, for maybe two years after I graduated. And I was just very isolated. And I was still trying to, you know, pursue music and everything. And I feel like, honestly, that was my most memorable failure was just isolating myself. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if I would have opened up, opened up, well, exercise my discernment. I, I, I isolated myself because I was, I felt like I was around, I, it was hard for me to trust people. And so I just was like, okay, I'd rather just close in. But if I would have prayed more, exercised my discernment of who I'm supposed to be around, ask God to bring the right people, I feel like my independence or my isolation was my biggest failure. I feel like now I moved back home. I'm with my family right now with my core, my, my good, solid friends. And I feel so much better. So I feel like um, not trusting myself and not listening to my discernment and keeping myself, quote unquote, safe was my biggest failure. Okay. If you had the choice to start over, is there anything that you would do differently? If I had the choice to start over, um, yeah, I would not focus on romance so much. I would focus. I would be more career oriented, and now I feel like I'm getting back into my career oriented nature now. Um, but I feel like romance and the song that I'm about to release too. I talk about you know controlling your time and idle guys with idle time helps me to forget that I'm one of them. So literally just making sure that I'm not just looking for comfort and romance, but I'm also, you know, I love to work hard, but I only like to work hard towards things that I love. So making sure that I'm spending that energy um, towards things that will build my future as well. So okay. that's what I would start over. <laughs> All right. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Honestly, the best piece of advice I have ever received came from my little sister yesterday. And what I just told you, commit to it. Commit. Make that commitment. My little sister really is so inspirational to me. Like, she's about to graduate high school with her associate's degree. Then she's only going to be in college for two years. And it's like, that's going to be so much money she's saving. And I'm just like, oh, I love you. better do that. Like, so, and I love is also an artist. So love um, creates, um, she has a comic out and she's also creating like, um, well, I don't know if she wants me to say that yet, but I know she definitely has a comic out. So it's like, I, and she works towards it often. So just having that commitment 
I think that is the best advice that I have received. Okay. All righty. And then we have gotten down to the end. Um, how can people reach you if they wanted to order your jewelry from you and also follow you and support you as a musician? Okay, so I'm about to um, launch my jewelry, my well, my clay um, business. I'll probably be launching it by mid-June. And if you want to follow it now, I have the Instagram up. It's called Rogi Clay, spelled like R-O-A-G-I-C-L-A-Y. Um, that's how you could keep up with my earrings and my ashtrays. I eventually would love to create more different, different things from clay because clay is just so fun. Like I just like doing things with my hands. Um, so that's another thing. I also do hair too. Um, and you can follow that on Instagram. That's styled by Koya. Um, S-P-Y-L-E-D-B-Y-Q-U-O-Y-A. And then to just keep up with me and my music and just me as a person, that's my Instagram is who's Koya. So that's going to be W-H-O-S-Q-U-O-Y-A-H. And that's how you keep up, keep up with me. Also on TikTok, I go by Koya Wilson. So yeah, that's how you can stay up to date with what's going on. Oh, and then also, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One more thing is I do have an album coming out um, this Saturday, June 3rd. Um, so this should be up by then. So, you know, y'all can go ahead and listen to that. It'll be on all platforms. Um, and yes, please, if you listen to it, please DM me on Instagram. Let me know how you feel about it. I love hearing like uh, that. That keeps me going, knowing that my music has really touched somebody or made them get in tune with their emotions or in tune with God again. So if you if something really does touch you, please let me know. I would love to, I would love to know that. And what's the name of the album? The album is called The Moment My Sky Cracked Open. The Moment My Sky Cracked Open. Okay. I'm just basically talking about how I've just been hearing God, how I've been hearing God, how I've been hearing my emotions again, and how my emotions have really been guides um, on to like who I am as a person. It's, I feel like the things that make you angry show you what you care about. So it's like, you know, those type of things. It's just been opening my open my eyes. Hence, you know, I named it the moment my sky cracked open. Okay, that is awesome. I because I asked my husband, I said, "Does she have an album out yet?" He said, "No, I don't think she has an album yet, but she got singles." So I know about the singles. So let me I'm gonna do this real quick, and I'm gonna tell you this, and then I'm gonna end it. So my husband played all of your singles in the car, and I oh was God. listening to it every last one. Yes, did. <laughs> He played all of your music in the car. And I said, huh? I said, her music is deep. I said, I like a couple of her, I liked a couple of your songs. He said, it makes me sexual. I was like, Jesus. I <laughs> got that aphrodisiac in there. <laughs> That's exactly what he said too. I'm like, oh my gosh. But he got that twinkle in his eye. Go on over there. <laughs> Going over there. That look, and I'm like, I already know what the deal is. Uh uh. But I, overall, your music is very inspiring. I love it. I do. It is on my husband's playlist. We share playlists together, so we are always listening to your music and everything. And um, I just think it is awesome that I actually have a local native on my platform that is willing to talk about their music so i'm really excited about that 
and um y'all go out and support the album it is coming out june the 3rd so this is actually hitting right along the good thing so i'm gonna share this real quick all right so we got this we got this episode coming out today make sure that y'all pick up coronista tomorrow june the 1st miss shakoya will be on the cover of the june issue of coronista it is free go to the website www.shopcoro.com go pick up the june issue you can read more about her and her music and her business and what inspired her to be the awesome woman that she is the album the moment my sky cracked open will come out june the third that's saturday so make sure y'all go pick up this music make sure y'all go support her on our social media platforms on ig as well as tiktok i greatly appreciate you being up here thank you so thank much you. it is yes, awesome. thank you this has been amazing i'm so happy i'm excited for your platform to keep on expanding and growing as i really do see it i see it happening for you so this is beautiful this is beautiful so thank you Thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate it. And um, if you haven't noticed, I actually been playing her music in the background. So y'all know my actual music music, but I decided to play, pay homage to this wonderful lady right here. And we're playing her music in the background. So Spotify, don't be don't be hollering about no copyright claims. Okay, I got permission. Right, okay. <laughs> YouTube, I got permission. Thank you. Thank you. I got permission. So yes, thank you so much for coming on to Koro is a crush. And if you know of anybody that is wanting to expand their empire, send them my way to my email address. Um, you can actually contact me at hello at shopkoro.com. If you uh, want to actually purchase an ad in the magazine of Koro Nista, send a message to hello at shopkoro.com. Once again, Ms. Shakoya Wilson, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Koro is a Crush. And I want y'all to take care and y'all peace and be blessed. Who's with us in trying to change the world? Over here at Coro, we're on a mission. It's time to give yourself the gift of self-love. The I Choose Me Summit is a celebration of women, a chance to take time out of our busy lives and do something good for ourselves. Here's three powerful reasons to take part in the I Choose Me Summit. Number one, because your life doesn't have to suck, so you're going to learn how to make it better. Two, because you are now prepared to get through any challenge and your life with ease. And number three, because you are excited about getting away from it all and taking some well-deserved time for yourself. We'll gather together for one day with speakers and workshops designed to help us feel empowered in every aspect of our lives. We'll be inspired by amazing women who have built incredible businesses and been through unbelievable hardships. And we'll learn from them how to come out on top. We know you love your friends, your families, your partners, or your kids, but don't forget about the most important person, yourself. When was the last time you took some time to make sure you're feeling good? You deserve it, and we're here to help. Please go get your ticket at www.eventbrite.com forward slash the I Choose Me Summit. This summit is sponsored by ESP Presents, Commerce Paradise LLC, and Geeks and Greets. We look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, hey, it's Neek Austin here, the host of Cobra is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community, 
and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I'll also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Coro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to Coro Crush Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shopcoro.com. Book your ads by today and let me do the rest. I love to hear from you.